Touchdown! Joshua Cribbs turns disaster into a score! Ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. Said Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung out and drill, deep right center, away back, gone for Tony. Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton. Awful. How is she awful? Kate's freedom. And now, Any Given Podcast with your hosts, Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. Hello, everybody, and welcome on back to another episode of Any Given Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brendan Ward. I got my main man, Ethan Simpson. How you doing? With me over there at, in Kent, Ohio, uh, bring, bringing you another great episode as i said let's go ahead and just get on right on into it the ufc first first major pro sports league to put together events they actually put three together in the span of one week relatively unscathed only one fighter's camp testing positive for covid19 and they sent him away immediately that was the one hiccup they ran into the day before their big ufc 249 event uh, then other than that, there's been no reports afterwards or anything like that about anybody even testing positive. So it's been a really good sign. Uh, how do you feel about UFC coming back and what that, what it tells about maybe the future of pro sports going forward? Yeah. I mean, um, they've talked about the NBA. They've talked about the NFL, the MLB, all those coming back. But I think with UFC, I mean, those guys are getting splashed with blood. So, I think that's a good sign for sports. Yeah, the one that where you're going to exchange the most bodily fluids. And as you said the other day when we were on the phone, that, that one the other night was a bloodbath. The mat was covered in blood all over. Oh, yeah. They didn't oh. use tearaways or anything for it. It was terrible to watch because of it. And those were... Uh... I think there were three featherweights. Yeah, all really good fights, but like you said, the exchange of bodily fluids, especially in a disease that's as contagious as this one, was something that I was really worried about that you obviously mentioned you were worried about. And for them to come out pretty healthy afterwards, is it's, it's promising. Yeah, and uh, we also talked last night about um, all the zombie movies that they keep showing. So you get any kind of blood in your mouth, you're done, though. It's a, uh, it's a little uh, less sympathetic that by the TV view, that by the TV show companies and stuff like that showing all these zombie movies when they know, this is like that'd be like the worst nightmare for 2020. Right, like, come on, man. That's all I can say. Randy Moss, come on, man. June 2020, we're gonna have the zombie apocalypse. It might happen, but you know what? As long as I got a. Uh... Marcellus Wallace with me, I think I'd be good. I'm going to go for, like, 
I don't know, maybe like the guy that played the mountain in Game of Thrones or something. I want protection. I want to make sure nobody's coming at me. Oh, I, uh, I totally get it. And uh, speaking of the coronavirus and all that, Carlos Carrasco on his MLB future and the coronavirus pandemic, he said he definitely wants to play baseball. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, I feel like most baseball players deep down want to play baseball. The real thing is, is when you're going to make be pay, making pennies on the dollar, it's going to be real hard to get some of those bigger names back. Bryce Harper's not going to come back if you tell him he's only going to make five or ten million this year, because he's he signed for thirty something. Uh, and yeah, no. Some... Go on. Sorry about I that. I was just I was just going to say it's unfortunate because it's like you said it's something you want to see it's something I want to see it's something I think every single baseball player in the league wants to see. But I truly think money is probably what's still holding it up. And it's something that the NFL, I thought, would happen with them. But it seems unlikely that's happening just simply because they're starting to continue to move forward with everything business as normal. The NFL has been one bright spot in this entire thing just because they haven't stopped. But the fact with uh, Bryce Harper is he didn't have cancer like Carlos Carrasco did. Oh, and I, I get that for sure. Carlos Carrasco is at grave risk, even if this didn't happen. Uh, with this happening, it's even worse. So for him to come out and say he wants to play baseball, it adds that extra thing. So like he's like, even though this could for sure kill me if I got it, I, I'd still rather go out and play baseball. Uh, and it's the opposite of what Roman Reigns did in, with wrestling. He's got leukemia too, but he was like, no, I'm not doing it. And he hasn't been seen since they started canceling everything. Yeah, no, but that's like, I think that's like the baseball, ugh. baseball mentality is to go out there and just, you know, because these guys live baseball. They got out of third world countries because of baseball. Exactly. Uh Nine, I won't say 90%. I would say probably 60% of all of baseball is somebody that came from a foreign country and had to work their ass off to get out of that country. And now they're here and they want to do their thing. The thing with that is I think baseball lends for the best opportunity to follow all these guidelines. Like as long as they're not sitting on top of each other, top of each other in the dugout, they should be fine, right? There's 90 yeah. feet between each fucking play, each each player on the field. Yeah, no, totally. And that's like one of the things, like you just said, they social distance so crazy. The closest you're going to get is if two guys chase the same ball. Yeah, right? Or they run into each other, something like that. Yeah. And uh, speaking of social distancing... Kevin Harvick won the first race back in Darlington this Sunday. Let me get your thoughts on that. Uh, first, it was it was really great to tune into racing. Uh, I've always been like a casual racing fan, but lately it's kind of been like, oh, there's nothing on. Racing would be great right now. And it never really made sense for me why they were one of the few places that 
ended up shutting down. They were they were one of the few places where I was like, why why is this happening? Just simply be, just simply because yeah exactly. Uh, you've got, you see me over here with. You've got one guy going 200 miles an hour in a car, uh, and sure he has a pit crew, but just like in the dugout in baseball, with my point about that, that pit crew could stay apart until it's time to work on a car, and then at that point they each have their own station, which is pretty distant apart. With if you're changing a tire, you're a, you're a car's length apart from each other. If you're putting gas, sure your ball your ball sack is by someone's face, but you're not really all up on them and you're still you're still following pretty decent social distancing if you know what i'm saying so i felt like they could really come back too and it's and it showed uh sunday's broadcast went off without a hitch and like i said the broadcast wasn't really wouldn't really change too much but i do like some of the things they did uh at a moment when we were talking they were on the phone with donald trump for like 45 minutes to an hour just uh watching a race and letting donald trump say his piece and then they brought in comedians like david spade and Rob Schneider and just to talk about having something back and to give people hope and stuff like that. So I think Sunday for NASCAR and the fact that they're going to be doing two races a week for the next five or six weeks is really good uh, considering by the end of that, that's probably when we'll start seeing baseball and basketball return. Yeah. And it's that uh, Kevin Harvick beat Alex Bowman Bowman. Sorry. Uh, who's also racing the 24 car, like I just showed. So, yeah, I mean, if if the president's on board and comedians and all those guys, why not? Yeah, it just made for an interesting broadcast. Uh, it was more than just watching a race with no fans. It was now I'm watching a race where it feels a little. It felt a little more important. I'm listening the president of the United States pretty much talk and hold a press conference in the middle of a race while it was still going on. It was something I, that I've never seen before, but I think going forward, it's something that I really think the NFL or maybe the NBA should pull off getting different like hall of fame coaches, maybe to call during a game. Let's say you get Jimmy Johnson to call up during the Dallas Cowboys broadcast or uh, by all means, I'm not sure what coach you could think of the Browns could call, but if they called Bernie Kosar in the middle of a game and Bernie started talking about what Baker Mayfield was doing on the field, I just think that could do wonders for any sort of broadcast, especially ones that we're going to head to soon where there's probably not any fans. Oh, yeah, for sure. I can I can totally agree with that. So, speaking of the president being on uh, almost on the podcast, not the podcast. Being on the uh, the race. How about James Harrison? James Harrison. Uh, oh, you're talking about the uh, him saying he got paid by Mike Tomlin. Uh, yes. Yeah. Really, really, really insane. If you if you just think about it. Uh, back in the day, the Saints were obviously caught for bounty gate which is very similar to what ha what is being claimed that happened. Now, a lot has come out lately where Tomlin's like, no, that's just not true. James Harrison was like, yeah, I was fibbing. Uh, Massaqua obviously hasn't made a statement, but I don't even I haven't heard about Mom and Massaqua since he left the Browns. Yeah, and you, you know me. I'm a big Kent State guy, so it's just kind of uh, 
it's up in the air for me right now. James Harrison is one hundred percent a gray area for you, and I and I get it. A, a Pittsburgh Steeler uh, through and through, but also a guy who did wonders for that Kent State football team. And that's the thing with me, James Harrison, as as hated as he is to to someone like you and me, uh, for being a Pittsburgh Steeler. The one thing he I I you don't really think of James Harrison being is someone that would lie about something as trivial as that because I doubt he was asked. I doubt the guy was like, I didn't see the exact video, but I 100% doubt the guy was like, so did you ever get paid for hitting players uh, too hard mm-hmm. or knocking players out? I, 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 I 100% don't see in that question coming across. So for him to just forfeit that information, uh, and you've heard James Harrison interviews before, uh, it's not like he's <laughs> lying. He's not lying about anything he says. When he tells you, yeah. when he tells you he can go into a gym and snap a 45 pound weight bar, I I believe he probably can. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Oh, I I I saw that video where he was pushing uh, what was that, forty five thousand pounds or something like that? Yeah, like I think it was forty five hundred. Uh, but yeah, forty five. Yeah. But yeah, I just like a half a ton. He was pushing right there, near a half a ton. He was pushing right there. Like, that's what I'm saying. I've seen this dude do some of these incredible things and, and tell us he could do them and then back that up. I've seen him do these interviews where he's telling he's told people stuff that happened, even if it was malicious on his part and, and it be the truth. I just don't really know, like, what they benefited from knocking somebody on the Browns out, especially at that time. The Browns... Yeah. Browns were a four-win team probably that year. You, you had, what, Greg Little and Muhammad Massapah on the outside, Colt McCoy at quarterback. You <laughs> might have even had Brandon Whedon at quarterback at the time. The Browns weren't winning anything back back then. The Steelers were good. They didn't need that extra thing. They didn't need to knock knock out Muhammad Massapah. Like, yeah, I thought Muhammad Massapah at the time was a pretty decent receiver. I didn't think he was setting the world on fire, but I thought he was good enough to be in the NFL. But he was still the Browns' number two or number three. I'd be damned I'm paying somebody to knock out the number three guy. I want him playing the most. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, what uh, James Harrison said was, the gist thing Mike Tomlin ever did, he handed me an envelope after that. Harrison said on Barstool's Going Deep podcast, I'm not going to say what, but he handed me an envelope after that. Like, it's obviously insinuating, and just just hearing it being read, not even hearing it in in James Harrison's voice, it definitely sounds like a gathered thought where he sat back and was like, what's the realest thing Mike Tomlin ever did? The realest thing thing he ever did was hand me some money for for knocking old dude out. And, like, I'm not going to sit here and deny that that thing probably is happening in the NFL. That's why I 100% think the James Harrison thing is true. And I don't think that was the only time it happened. I just think that was the time it was named by James Harrison specifically because that's one of the bigger hits we've ever seen in the NFL. It's one of those ones that stick out as soon as you hear Massaquah's name being spoken by James Harrison. You could picture that hit in your mind. You know exactly what happened, just like his hit on Josh Cripps. Same with his hit on uh, Colt McCoy. He's he's got a couple against the Browns, but that's what I'm saying. Most of his 
he mentions his most famous hit, those three hits probably, you, you picture them all in your head. And for him to be like, okay, picture this. Uh, at that time, Mike Tomlin gave me an envelope. I'm not going to say what's in it. What the hell do you think is in it, James Harrison? No, he handed right. you it. He handed handed you an envelope with with freaking Cleveland Cavaliers tickets. Go buy them. You make enough money for that. He handed you another <laughs> fucking. He handed you another grand or two for for that game. Well, they actually uh, they bring up in this article about Bounty Gate. Yeah, because that's that's what it's always going to be compared to. Because because Greg Williams got caught when they won the Super Bowl. Hey, we don't talk about Greg Williams like that. I ain't got a problem with Greg Williams. Like I said, I just think you're blind or ignorant to the fact that it's happening if you if you don't believe it's happening. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's like with the stuff with Zion last week. You're pretty ignorant if you don't think that a D1 college athlete's making some kind of money. Yeah, that is true. And it was like uh all that all that shit came out earlier this year with uh when the uh when the Browns played the Jets and it was like they put out a bounty hit on Odell Beckham for his knees. Wasn't oh, yeah. that Yeah, wasn't that's it right. His knees that uh Beckham came out and said when he was in New York that preseason game that he got hurt. Or the he... Giants, not the Jets. Yeah. yeah, that preseason. It was like right before the Jets game, though. So you, you were you were right on there. Uh, but when he was in New York in the preseason and we heard him or whatever, he said that Greg Williams very much was, being, was telling people to break his legs and stuff like that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, in a, in a middle school level or a high school level, it was always win at all costs. Do whatever right. you need to do, just don't get caught. Uh, you put that helmet right into that person's knee, but just, just don't get caught. Yeah, and th- that's how it is with competitive sports. So that was middle school and high school. I could only imagine the highest level of competitiveness there is in, in, in football in the NFL uh, because there's nothing as big as the NFL. Australian Football League will never be there. The Canadian Football League will never be there. The only thing that's ever held a lighter to it is is a second-rate American Football League, and both of them have <laughs> ended after six weeks. Hey, I'm not I'm not denying with you. So, and so at the highest level of competitiveness, you're just pretty you're pretty dumb if you don't believe there's a little bit of extra kind of added bounty to everybody. Oh yeah, of course. I mean. As much as I hate to say it, even with the Browns, you know. I mean, what do you think incentive-based contracts are? Yeah. (laughs) Those are bounties with freaking legal writing around them. Yeah, I mean. He'll give you an extra $5 million if you get 10 sacks. Guess what he's got to do to get those 10 sacks? Hurt some people. I mean, even with the uh, Mason Rudolph shit. I mean... Did you see the exchange that they had, bro? Beckham, yeah. and, Beckham and Garrett. That was awesome. Yeah. He was like, how are you not in jail? <laughs> it was the ramen butt slap. And Garrett was like, this is this is how OJ, OBJ thought slapping a cop's butt was going to go. <laughs> oh, the, man. Be, the best I... thing was, that was the best thing. Funny thing is, is I was charged with assault. I'm like, you... <laughs> 
man, who knows? Like, you know, these guys are freaks of nature. It's just, like, these guys are what? What is LeBron? 6'8"? Uh, somewhere around there. 6'8", six, 6'9", six, yeah. 250. And he, like, full speed puts his shoulder into somebody's mouth. That's a... Yeah, exactly. That's a big story that's come out lately is would LeBron be very successful in the NFL? Without a doubt. Without a oh, doubt. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> I know you're I know you're all amped up about him talking about going to the Cowboys. I mean, I would do it in a heartbeat. Give him whatever money he wanted. Come on, man. If you put somebody at tight end with LeBron's athleticism. You know what I'm <laughs> you know what I'm rocking with. Yeah. I'm just saying, you, you know who was you know who was closest to that is Rob Gronkowski, and he played six years and is a certified Hall of Famer. Yeah. Could you imagine somebody and and Gronk is was fat compared to compared to LeBron. LeBron probably runs on an on field four four or four five. Oh yeah, for sure. Big strong. No doubt. Big strong. There's no doubt about that. You've seen him on the you've seen him on the court. Yeah. You big, know how it goes. Big, strong, can jump out of midair. You'll, you, you'll never, if LeBron played football, you would have never seen somebody jump as high as LeBron could jump. Maybe Calvin Johnson, but even then I don't think so. Calvin Johnson was just strong enough to use his, use his backside to get you out of his way. You see LeBron. LeBron goes 10 feet up in the air. That's my point. And he's, it's not like he's standing at it. He's... LeBron's vertical is probably somewhere around three or four feet, effortlessly. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, no question about that. He's up there. I I would even go to, say, eight feet. You think he could jump eight feet in the air? About 14 LeBron? I mean, I guess that makes sense. I, I, I could see him getting his knees through the rim. Up there. Yeah, I mean, have you not watched, like, any of the playoff games? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now that I think about it, I could see it being that pretty much that high. Because I've seen him just kind of go crazy from deep. And, I mean, that's LeBron in the NFL. But I, I think the NFL could translate. Well, NBA players could translate fairly easily to the NFL, all besides, like, some of the mental things. Uh, but LeBron obviously knows most of the mental things. The NFL is a little harder to switch over to the NBA. Like, sure, there's there's some people in the NFL that can make the NBA, but with with that switch, it's more about the ball skills and the and the actual basketball and shooting talent. In the NFL, as long as you know how to catch a dang football and you've got LeBron's athleticism, you could succeed very well. Ooh, excuse me. If you think about it, Kyrie would be nasty in the NFL. I could only imagine Kyrie running the football. Oh, the way that he's got those handles. Oh, handles. So goodness. he's so shifty. Like obviously, like Kevin Durant's not big enough to play in the NFL. Like he's he's tall and he's lengthy. He just doesn't have the meat on his bones to play in the NFL. But LeBron at six eight, two hundred and fifty pounds. 
You could play him at tight end. You could play him at wide receiver. If you wanted him running the ball, you can mm-hmm. make him run the ball. If you wanted him to be a fullback, a lead back, a, a blocking back, whatever you wanted him to be, he could play. And if you think about it, too, Kyrie, what was he, 200 pounds, 6'3"? He could still be a great fucking wide receiver. Exactly. You put 40 pounds on LeBron, guess who you have? You got Gronk. You got Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Oh, oh put, yeah. If you put I... 40 pounds on LeBron, 6'8", six, six, 290 pounds, you got Miles Garrett. I guess Except... that would be true with Miles Garrett, yeah. Except skinnier. Yeah. LeBron's, like, nice and lean, too. He's... It... I'm telling you, there's no doubt in my mind LeBron could have been one of the greatest of all time if he played either sport. He was destined to be one of them. Well, yeah. you know, he was uh, he was number one in Ohio for football. Exactly. Like, it, yeah. he, he was great for football, too. It was just basketball. He was transcendent. Oh, my. Mm. Just to think about, like, Kyrie, Larry Nance Jr., even Kevin Durant, any of those guys. And, and like, I've always thought about it, like, as when it, when it comes to, like, money number, the numbers that go into contract money and stuff like that. Like, the, like the NBA does significantly make more money than the NFL. Uh, yeah. The players, at least. But it's because, like, they're better athletes, I think. Jr. I think could Jr. Smith, I think could succeed in the NFL. But he's not the greatest player in the NBA. He's good. No, and I. Uh, did you share that video of Jr. earlier today, at like I, ten? I haven't been on any social medias today. It's been kind of today. Like I said, today's been hit or miss for me before we even got on the phone. As you could tell with the yawning, I'm one second away from doing right, it. I, I, I'm right here, too. I'm like I'm half su- asleep. I'm suffering through the yawns myself. Uh, but, yeah, I just – I think the NBA – like the NFL probably – most of the players in the NFL deserve to make a lot more money than they do just because of the contact that goes with the NFL. But oh yeah, your better athletes are your best athletes in the world are in the NBA. Oh for sure. I mean, there's no denying that they don't get CTE or anything like that. They don't get CTE. They got to be fast. They got to be able to jump. They got to be lean. It's it's the most stamina based sport there is. Uh, yeah, you're running for 48 minutes back and forth, and if there's not a timeout, there's no stopping. I know the word for it. I just can't think of it. It's there's cardio uh well cardio is what you work on but no it's like i think it's aerobic and anaerobic like okay like basketball is an aerobic sport it goes on for long periods at a time and then stops with anaerobic you go for like 10 seconds you stop you go for 10 seconds you stop you go for 10 seconds you stop that's football each play lasts six to ten seconds. Then you stop, you set, you 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 call a play. Like obviously that that model has changed with different with different coaches. Chip Kelly tried making football an aerobic sport where the offense was just going to go and go and go and go and go and go and go. Um, so it takes a lot more cardio, a lot more stamina, 
you got to be better at breathing to, mm-hmm. to play in the NBA. So I think the translation to the NFL is a lot easier than it would be vice versa. Like some people can. Obviously, some... <laughs> are you talking about a flash fast offense? Yeah, something like that. Like Sean Lewis is making football an aerobic sport with his offense because he doesn't want that 20 to 30 second stop between each play. He wants to go. He wants to finish that play, yeah. get on the ball, finish another one. And the only reason it could even stay considered an aerobic sport is because the time between the end of the play, every single player is running to the ball so that they could snap it at the end of their run. Yeah, that is true. I mean, that's why they beat Utah State in the Frisco Bowl. Utah, yeah, exactly. Utah State just couldn't keep up with it because by the time the center was touching the ball, Dustin Crum had the ball in his hands, and that was by time there was one second, literally a split second, to stop and go. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love the flash-fast offense. You know, you don't have a big Kent State guy except for J.H. <laughs> and that's why I said he's a gray area for you just because of where he ended up in 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 the pros, but I mean, J H is J H, and he uh, he told on Mike Tomlin, and yeah, I mean, at least I can happen. respect that. Yeah, and that's my point. Like, yeah, he's James Harrison. Yeah, he used to play for the Steelers, but the respect that's there for him, like, I don't think he was lying. There's no way he was lying to me that he was lying about it. Oh no. He- he even said it straight up, like, in the locker room. He handed me an envelope. And that's my thing. Why, that ain't going to do nothing but hurt him. Why lie about it? Like, I guess, right. like, what are they going to do? Fine him now? He's retired. But all that's <laughs> going to do is hurt his reputation. So, I mean, I guess none of us really thought he was going to be a Hall of Famer in the first place. But Yeah, that is true. I mean, no offense to him, but. Somebody coming from Kent State, it's kind of, like I said, it's up in the air. No, I'm just, like, you can be a Hall of Famer from Kent State. I think Julian Edelman probably has the best case. You know what I'm saying? I would saying? say Julian Edelman or uh, Jack Lambert. Jack Lambert probably has the best case. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though, because Edelman's been a pivotal role in that Patriots dynasty uh, since... Since they lost to the Giants when in the perfect season after that, since he's got him, since they got him basically, so like he's got a shot. He he's he's a big reason why they have their last three titles. So mm. like I could see it happening, but also like I I feel like Jack Lambert's probably like yeah at some point he's for sure in. Yeah, I mean just because like how much of a legend he is. Yeah, uh, saving uh. Saban is College Football Hall of Fame. I doubt he goes to the NFL. He's not going to Pro Football Hall of Fame. No, but he's a, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. He's a College Football Hall of Famer through and through. Same with uh, Lou Holtz. Yeah. He might get two of them. Yeah. He might go in. That is a, true. He might go in as a as as himself and then as a media analyst. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure. Because every, I mean, I don't know how long it's been for sure, but ever since we've been born, he's been the guy that puts on 
puts on mascot heads at game day morning. About Do you mean Lee Corso? I'm thinking of a different. I'm thinking of a wrong person, bro. I don't know why. I know. It, it it took me a second out. Yeah, I mean Lee Corso. I was thinking of the wrong. He person. went to uh, he went to OSU. Yeah. I got I got uh, I got it now. Lou Holtz, Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the same person now. I was off for a second. I feel as though this fucking yawn is driving me insane. Yeah, it's it got to me too. It got to a point where it was like five, five twenty, and I was like, man, I'm not sure. But here we are pulling off thirty some minutes at this point, and it was some action packed thirty minutes. I wasn't sure there at the beginning. We were about twelve minutes in with only one, with with, with one topic to go. So I wasn't hundred percent sure. I was like, man, we're gonna release a fifteen minute episode by the time it's done. I feel it. I was thinking the same thing too when we were talking about Carrasco and uh, uh, Kevin Harvick. Like, ah, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna do like a short episode. Which which would have been fine. We could have made it work, but I'm glad we pulled it over 30 minutes. You got anything else for him, my man? Nope. Uh, Marley's down here sleeping. That's about it. Marley says hi, even though she, even though he's sleeping. I don't have anybody to say hi. Uh, all I'll say is make sure you follow me at B Ward C L E. Follow Ethan. E T H Simpson C G O D. On Twitter. Uh, well, See, I got it that time. Got it that time. He didn't include his email. Give us a follow on the podcast sites at Podcast Given on Twitter, at Any Given Podcast on Instagram, Facebook.com slash Any Given Podcast. This has been a wonderful episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Any last words, Ethan? Thank you very much, Brendan. You guys have a wonderful day. <laughs>